American half pound of pure beef patty, lettuce, tomato, singles going. Singles Going Steady, the podcast dedicated to exploring great singles with a particular eye to the punk, new wave, and DIY eras of the last century. I'm Adrian Madoc. And I'm Steve McGowan. We were in a band, and we are in a band, called The Beef People. We released a single in 1986 on our own own label, Zub Records. That's easy for you to say. Yes. We are record collectors, and we're passionate, especially about the expression of pop music perfection, the single recording. Exploring the mystery of what makes for a great single is what propelled us to begin this podcast. This is episode... Oh, three, one. What is it? What's Ah, our single? One of our favorite bands from Atlanta, Georgia, the Swimming Pool Cues, and their first, well, their second single, Little Misfit and Stingray. Oh, what a great single. Yes, indeed. So, the Swimming Pool Cues are from Atlanta. Um, They are... I guess we could actually call them our friends, um, not not just our pretend rock star friends. We've known them for a long time. Um, let's talk about the first time we saw them. Oh, yeah. So I'm pretty smug about this yes. because this was my discovery, even though you were from you know mm-hmm. much closer uh, to Atlanta than I was. Right. Um, we talked in an earlier podcast about like how you how did you find out about bands in a day before the internet, mm-hmm. and um, I talked about listening to college radio and um, the the local classical station out Davidson uh, College had an overnight local um, music and new wave show and they played this single and I was like my god this is amazing and they gave it you know uh, played it and gave the promotion that they would be playing in the state and this was at a time where you had to drive a long way to see a band and even though they were from hours away from where the gig was um, the the pull cues they're playing in Greensboro Mm -hmm. go see them and I was like by gum, I'm going to do that. And, and I dragged you unsuspectingly to go like see them. One of our first visits together, I believe. I think so. Yes. And we went um, exploring off to the wilds of Greensboro. Oh, to see the big a band. city. The big I, city. I don't remember the name of the club, do you? I don't. It was on Tate Street. But it, it was basically like somebody's house. Yeah, it was, it was not. very small. Yeah, it was a, a storefront mm-hmm. the size of a house, but yeah. uh, right across from UNCG. Mm-hmm. I'm sure someone out there will remember what that club and, was. And they were set set on the floor, just, you know, I don't think there was yeah. a stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, and they were just... <laughs> Amazing. Mind-blowingly, <laughs> yeah. incredibly... Good. Yes, it was just it was it was a a total mind bender to see a band that was ostensibly local that was so amazingly good. The musicianship, mm-hmm. the songwriting, presentation. Pre- just, they had everything. Yep. They they had the the look. They had the sound. They had the songs. Um, Bob Elsie on the lead guitar was was and is just a demon. I've never heard anybody play lead guitar like him, except maybe his pal Glenn Phillips. Um, uh, 
two Jeff, great vocalists. Yeah, Jeff Calder singing, just amazing singer, lyricist. The wonderful Ann Richmond Boston, just a beautiful voice. Um, and, and a real singer, you yes. know, and, you know, particularly at a time. Not a new well, wave singer. Yeah, mm-hmm. like not, not just a, mm-hmm. affected vocals, right. but like a true singing voice. Yes, yes. So um, their first full-length record was on DB Rex, which is an Atlanta-based label a lot of bands were on, um, including Pylon. Um, the fans and some other bands like that. Uh, their first full length was called The Deep End, and we're going to play the single from that. It was, it's just a little bit edited. A little, they messed around with it just a little bit. It's a little bit different than the, uh, the album version. And the single is called Little Misfit, and that would be from 1982 on DB Records. Here we go, the swimming pool cues. Thank you. 
What makes that a great single? I think the vocals are uh, our first class. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that, that there's real singing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lyrically clever. Very clever. And um, musically intricate. Yes, it's it's um, not punk rock. It's not new wave. Um, I think Jeff Calder, his stuff is very informed by the blues and especially by stuff like Captain Beefheart. Right, you right. You know, it's, it's just out there, you know. And uh, although this particular song is not that out there, it's... It's um, no, it's a pop song, it's but it's a pop song that has the DNA of all mm-hmm. those things behind it, right. and still manages to be a great pop song. Yes, right. They they pull it all together, and it's just um, it's catchy. Um, there's some seriously good guitar playing, and uh, stops and starts, and you know moves all over the place. It's just just a great song. There's no no doubt about that. Um, um, the cues have been called uh, Southern Gothic rock. Uh, or Flannery O'Connor rock. <laughs> well, and I think that's because it's kind of got that short story. Well, it, when it's an easy thing to say, oh, they're from the yeah, South, right? But I, th- I think it earns it by having that that short story, literary um, yes. a, a turn of phrase that, that's mm-hmm. inherent in all the lyrics. Yeah, you can definitely tell that the the uh, people in the band have done some reading, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good thing. You yeah. know, it is. It it's literate and literary. Yes, and and. Um, the um, graphics for the band and yeah. Richmond Boston is is the graphic yeah, artist, we, right? Yeah, we've talked a little bit about sleeve design, mm-hmm. and um, you know, particularly when we were talking about Buzzcocks and talking about Malcolm Garrett mm-hmm. and Joy and Division, Peter, yeah, and Joy Division, talking about Peter Saville, mm-hmm. talking about the de- designers really being part of the team, and and Barney Bubbles, uh, yes. of course, uh, with, with Stiff, with Stiff. Mm-hmm. And later with the FB and, and um, some of those great Costello sleeves in, in particular. But um, here you've got not just an honorary member of the band, but a literal member right. of the band. You know, a great singer. In-house graphics. In-house graphics <laughs> department. Um, and, you know, we see that we'll talk about Pylon in, mm-hmm. in a, a, a pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, same thing where they had the in-house band member who was also a great designer uh, mm-hmm. so that you had, um, we'll, we'll use our art history word here, the Gesamtkunstwerk, where it was a total work of art. Was um, los? Yeah. <laughs> so that it was, we talked about can earlier. Uh, and yes. Our, not kraut rock, but, you know, kraut art terms, kraut I guess. Schlock, maybe. Uh, but um, that, that idea that the whole presentation, the way it looks, the way it sounds, the way they appear on stage, the um, the, the literateness yeah. <laughs> to make up a really illiterate word. The whole package, yeah, the whole yeah. package, right? Mm-hmm. Was was part of uh, of a whole cloth, uh, an artistic approach. Mm-hmm. And we we have to mention um, that you know we did before we we briefly mentioned the cues are really friends of ours. We we got to know them at that first gig. We talked to them for a long time. Um, not soon. Not too too long after that, they played in Greenville at Eric's, and I saw them a couple times there, and uh, they were just amazing, and uh, were the, the friendliest, nicest people, um, great to get along with. Um, we just used to go see them everywhere. And yeah, and I was reminding you, um, mm-hmm. one time we just dropped by mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Calder's house. I think we yeah. called, you know, this is days before uh, yeah. cell phones. In Decatur. Yeah. And uh, dropped by, and of course we were not permitted in the house, no. but um, 
he, you know, he, he's kind of like, oh, look at these kids, you know. Yeah. Um, he's like, hey, I think I've got it. He had an amp that had been outside. Right, in his, uh, in his carport. <laughs> it was right. a, Not Gibson. covered, really. The, and he gave it to you because he thought it didn't work. Right. Kind of like use this as a doorstop. It was an old Gibson Falcon amplifier. And, and he, when he found out later that you just plugged it in and <laughs> yeah. it worked, I think he was he mad was angry, as a yeah. wet hen. He was not pleased. You know, like, his magnanimous gesture yeah. turned out to be more magnanimous yeah. than he was intended. Uh, that little lamp actually did work. It was, <laughs> it was funny. Um, so we got to know them pretty well. And then the very early version of the Beef People, but before Adrian was in the band, the ones with all the guys from uh, Furman, we played our very first gig opening for the Swimming Pool Cues at the Ups Club in Greenville. And that was a, a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ups Club mentioned in your previous mm-hmm podcast uh, in in uh, the what is it, 009 the R- mm-hmm. REM episode right. that's where the great uh, beer stealing took yes, place i was did. not involved that was pre adrian as well <laughs> yes. or, or uh, outside of adrian yes we had a great gig with them there and uh, they were just the nicest people you know let it, let us do our thing and uh, they they put on an amazing show and Later on, when when Adrian and I started to book bands with yeah. Zub, um, good old Zub Productions, they were a regular. They they would play every couple of months at least, and uh, their their uh, brother band, the Glenn Phillips Band, uh, would would play as well. And uh, we just we had some of the greatest times with the Cues, always entertaining. Yeah, and uh, and never, I mean, it wasn't hackneyed. I no. mean, they, they really put on a big show. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, in our Pete Shelley episode, we talked about how he he was slagging entertainers. Right. Um, but I think here entertainment is. Mm-hmm. At the forefront of what right. they do, mm-hmm. um, but they poke holes in it, right? And they, yeah, it, it's very you know I guess meta is, is yeah. an overused term now, <laughs> but I mean they were they they were poking fun of entertainment from within the mm-hmm. idiom itself, right. mm-hmm. and, and and being incredibly entertaining mm-hmm. in, in the the process. So that leads us, of course, to the B side of the single, the Little Misfits. <laughs> Speaking of poking holes <laughs> yes, in, and, in entertainment, and entertainment being incredibly entertaining. Uh, the song is called Stingray. I've got a stingray. It's made out of fiberglass. It refers to a car, I believe. And uh, It's a Corvette. Yes. You're and, not uh, a car guy. Uh, yeah. But um, it was written with uh, Jeff and uh, Glenn Phillips from the uh, Hampton Grease Band, who has his own band. He's a, a astounding instrumental guitar player. And also kind of an aficionado of the weird, weird sort of beef hearty type of riffs. And you can hear a little bit more on this one. Uh, so we're going to play the B-side of Little Misfit uh, from 1982 on DB Rex. The Swimming Pool Cues and Stingray. I laugh. I got a stingray made out of fiberglass. I got a stingray made out of fiberglass. You better move it over, cause I got a mind to pass. Think it over, cause I got a mind as a
love this country. I chew it up and I spit it right out. The blue sky and white clouds shoot right up my ass. I got a stingray made out of fiberglass. Made out of fiberglass. Made out of fiberglass. Made out of You want to talk about the pinnacle of a show uh, when they bring out Stingray? It just yeah, it's, brings the house down. It brings the house. I mean, yeah, it, it, it just it's devastation. It is an atomic bomb of entertainment. It's like James Brown doing please, please, please. I bring out the cape. I mean, it, it's 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 just you will be fully entertained mm-hmm. until you cannot be entertained any longer. And the lyrics are just so funny. I mean, despite the you know the shoot up my butt stuff, um, you know, I cut a path through my grandma's outside wisteria <laughs> yeah there there we get the um the yeah. the, the literate and the, the sort of southern gothic uh, I, references i laughed at the police in walterboro <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect uh, you just it doesn't get any better um and jeff calder really is the the most amazing front man of a band um he he really can do it and just you know, make you just laugh and laugh and laugh while being immensely entertained. Yeah. You know? and, and, and they're musically so satisfying. Oh, so sophisticated. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, that that is a crazy riff that they're playing all the way through that song. Yeah. Kind of uh, gone that rat bait sort of thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Rat bait. Yeah. That, that, like if anything was left standing yeah. after Stingray, yeah, they, they, it gets demolished they, by rat they bait. They clear the floor with that. So, so in pool cues... Uh, they are still playing. They don't play as much as they used to. Um, after the deep end, they released a, a, a few uh, stellar records. Uh, they were on a couple of different labels, including the major, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were. On, uh, they put A and M, right? Right. They put the record. Um, it's just called the Swimming Pool Cues. And then there was the one with um, the ponies. Yeah, the ponies. That record. Those are both on A and M, and they've been re-released. Um, beautiful package that, that we'll have Jeff links up for you. And they also put out um, an EP on um, DB called "The Firing Squad for God." Oh my God! <laughs> Which is just—I was thinking about that record. when I was yeah. thinking about rap. I, th- I think we're going to have to do a separate podcast on that one because uh, it is an EP. And the more recent record was put out on Bar None, the Royal Academy of Reality. And it is a stunning record. It's a, a whole different tact for them. I've tried to listen to it while driving, <laughs> and it's it's just it's like a synesthetic experience. Yes. Like I have to pull over, and, yes. and you know, because it's it's yeah. stunning is absolutely right. Yeah, it's just an amazingly good record, and and just it's like beamed in from another universe. Um, yeah, so. I mean, it, it, that incredibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, layered and mm-hmm. and nuanced mm-hmm. and yeah, handcrafted. It's beautiful. And, yeah, beautiful. So baroque. So that's the swimming pool cues. That's their single, Little Misfit. Uh, just one of our favorite bands, and and a band that you should definitely check out if you're not if you're not um, familiar with them. 
Should we go to the recommendations? Yeah, let's do that. Um, I would recommend, talked about all those records. They're all great. Um, but I, to stay in kind of the period we're in, um, they did do a, a deluxe reissue of uh, The Deep End, the Swimming Pool Q's first full-length album, The Deep End, on DB Records. And it's got a ton of extra tracks, and it's got all kinds of cool stuff on it. Um, I believe it's still in print. We'll see if we can get a get a link to it. Yeah, we'll have links for you. If it's not, you need to track it down because it, it is a must-have. Um, I would definitely recommend that uh, as my uh, my go-to. Um, did you do you have something? Yeah, I'm going to pick up. You know, often um, they referred to, you'd see um, reviews that referred to the swimming pool cues as Flannery O'Connor right. rock. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to say maybe not Flannery O'Connor. Certainly you can read Wise Blood or one of the big novels. But mm-hmm. maybe one of my favorites is Eudora Welty and uh, Why I Live at the P.O. Um, my poetry professor in college uh, was friendly with, he called her Miss Eudora. So we always <laughs> got the Miss Eudora this and Miss Eudora that. So if you're looking to start on reading some good Southern fiction writing, maybe start uh, – with Eudora Welty. Yes, definitely in the style of. Yeah, well, you know, it's all good, right? <laughs> right it's not right. all the same, but it's all good and just start somewhere. Okay. So that uh, ends our recommendations and that ends our uh, podcast for today. Number 031, Singles Going Steady, discussing the swimming pool cues and their single Little Misfit and Stingray. Um, fabulous band. Good friends. Great uh, band. Uh, Jeff Calder, Bob Elsie and Richmond Boston. Uh, Billy Burton and Robert Schmidt's on bass now from the Method Actors. We love them. I hope they keep rocking. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Let us all keep rocking. Indeed. Let us all keep rocking. Um, talk to you soon. Have a great one. Bye. To learn more about the artists and recordings we just talked about, visit our website at zubrecords.com and click on the Singles Going Steady icon. You'll also find links to the persons, places, and things we recommend, and much more. You can find episodes of Singles Going Steady on our website or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Singles Going Steady is brought to you by the power and majesty of Zub Records. Zub Zub Records. Records. Smart Smart sounds for sharp sharp people. people.